Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I am Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, July 8th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, it's a jobs day and what that means for a big month for Democrats. Number two, former White House Chief Counsel Pat Cipione is testifying today before the January 6th committee. And number three, a Friday look at which polls are headed to Sun Valley. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Uh, before we get into the number one story of the morning, just a note on um, some, some bad news this morning from uh, Japan. Former Gia- J- Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has died after being shot Friday. He was 67. The longest serving prime minister in Japanese history was giving a speech in NARA on behalf of the Liberal Democratic Party candidates for Sunday's election when he was shot, according to Japanese uh, news. This is uh, he was he was taken away, um, but has now been pronounced dead. Yeah, Abe is the um, uh, uh, I mean, people observers of modern politics, global politics and American politics remember um, uh, Shinzo Abe, who served um, uh, from the uh, Obama administration through the Trump administration, was a relatively, um, I would say, uh, a prominent figure in the in the Trump years. Um, uh, President Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, had forged a a um, pretty strong relationship with Abe. Um, he resigned uh, just a couple of years ago due to chronic health problems, which was a shock to the uh, Japanese political system. Um, quite sad. And, and by the way, and in a country that has incredibly strict gun laws, there are almost no um, uh, shootings in Japan, almost no mur- uh, gun violence in Japan. I've w- I've been watching this morning Bloomberg Television, uh, and one of their correspondents in Tokyo said, "You could be in in deep trouble just for firing a gun, um, even if it doesn't hit anybody." So, um, uh, pretty very sad news out of uh, out of Japan this morning. All right, let's move on to the number one story of the day uh, that is leading Punchbowl News AM. It is Jobs Day and a big month for Democrats. We're focusing on the U.S. economy and what what that means uh, as Senate Democrats try once more to craft a pre-election reconciliation package. The Labor Department will, of course, release the latest jobs data later this morning. And this number is going to be very closely watched, not only on Wall Street, but also in Washington for signs of where the economy is headed. That is absolutely right. Then the other issue is there's two issues at hand here with the jobs numbers. Number one, Obviously, this will dictate in some way, shape, or form, or help to dictate in some way, shape, or form the um, the shape and the pace with which the Fed continues to hike rates uh, to try to uh, uh, curb inflation. And furthermore, any economic data at this point will have a uh, could and probably will have a dispositive impact on the reconciliation package, the roughly $1 trillion reconciliation package that Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin are trying to push through. Now, I'm going to tell you I am extreme. Listen, I don't. I'm at we always say we're out of the prediction business, but this bill that they're talking about includes a Medicare prescription drug component and also a um, a tax component that would actually that would hike taxes on rich people and um, 
uh, also kind of change some of the pass-through rules and things of that nature. Now, okay, let's just assume this passes the, the I know we repeat, we said this the other day, I just remain very skeptical about this based on what I know about the dynamics in the House Democratic Caucus. Um, and, uh, and and by the way, they don't have a deal yet in, in the Senate. So uh, will will Kirsten Sinema support tax a tax increase, what she considers a tax increase? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I, I mean, I, there's no deal right now. Um, don't you think so much of this is, though, is how skinny it actually ends up, right? Like what we're talking about here is, I mean, they're, they're starting to, you see the contours of it. I don't disagree with you. I think like a ta- hiking taxes a few months before the election is risky business uh, for anybody's politics. But when it does come to that Medicare provision and, you know, being able to say we stop premium tax hikes, I mean, that's something that I think is an incentive for Democrats to come together. Um, I mean, I... I, I think you're right. The dynamics are, are the over under on it actually happening. I think it, it all the things are going to have to come into play and Schumer is going to have to play. I don't know what the at five in the morning, what the uh, the the, uh, the metaphor is, but he's going to have to play a flawless hand, I guess. It, you know, I mean, it it's going to be pretty difficult. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of I, I feel like um, we're watching in. Um, I don't know. I, I we are we are just we're less than 150 days before an election. Republicans are going to say time and time again that Democrats are raising taxes in a soft economy um, on on corporations because some of these are pass through entities and and small businesses could theoretically see tax hikes depending on how they're structured, etc. And and just knowing what we know here, cinema doesn't want tax increases. House Democrats from the Northeast want salt a salt fix. It, it, it's just it, it's you're you are doing backflips on a um, a tightrope uh, is what I always like to say. And I I don't know. I just I I find it hard to believe. Um, uh, I I just find it difficult to believe. But we'll see. I want to I want to say one other thing because I think it's important. It's at the bottom that that you all are reporting, which is important too. Because not only is he trying to do Schumer trying to figure out a path forward in reconciliation, but also trying to continue to amp up the pressure here um, on Usika. Schumer's going to be hosting administration officials for a classified briefing uh, on Usika next week. It's obviously in peril, as we have been writing about all week. Um, you know, just for a variety of different issues, including the the largest factor being there's still a lot of disagreement about what should actually be in the final package. Yeah, um, they, you know. I I remain un- on this topic. I also remain unconvinced. I think this is going to be a very difficult thing for the the Senate and the House to do. Uh, a- Axios reported last night that the Senate the House might pass the Senate passed Usika bill. Um, I- I'm I'm skeptical of that too. Um, that would be a big win for Chuck Schumer and for Senate Majority Le- Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, both of whom have um, have. Um, called for the house for, right. for a year of course, of course. why wouldn't they want the bill that they passed yeah I mean. this is an amazing this is would be an amazing victory for both mcconnell and schumer i don't know that nancy pelosi would do it especially with the back with the um 
the backup being just a chips-only bill for $52 billion, which the administration is fine with. Uh, House Democrats have not liked for months, many of them, this uh, the, the Senate bill. So we'll see. I, I think it's a lot of, uh, I, I, you know, I remain skeptical. I'm just a skeptical dude. I, I really, I know. Friday, coming into Friday, hot. <laughs> Some yes. hot takes here. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Former White House counsel Pat Cipollone will testify today behind closed doors to the January 6th Select Committee, one of the most highly anticipated moments in the panel's probe, Jake. I mean, this is going to be, it has to be, you know, I mean, if you look at how this com- panel has has kind of put threaded the needle here and made it, you know, kind of primetime watching television. This is going to be what is potentially one of the most, um, you know, the biggest moment that the, the panel has had yet. Yeah, so Cipollone is coming in under subpoena. So let's be clear. He is, he earlier he the, the committee thought they had a deal with him um, to testify. Uh, he backed away from that deal. Now he did talk to the committee off, kind of in an off the record comp- um, informal, setting, right? Informal, informal, yeah. but it was not recorded and it was not. Um, it was not uh, uh, videotaped. He is going in for a videotaped interview today. Um, uh, and this obviously comes in the heels of Cassidy Hutchinson's big testimony last or two weeks ago, I guess that would be. Uh, it might have been last week, Anna, because my brain um, doesn't <laughs> we can't I can't keep track of any of this stuff anymore. Um, so the Cipollone does not have an agreement on what he's testifying on with the committee, which is interesting. I mean, they're going to try to get everything out of him. They're not going to get everything he could call. He could um, uh, claim privilege over conversations with Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump. They anticipate he will. But there's still a ton that he could talk about conversations that he had with um, with uh, Mark Meadows and other people in the administration. So it would be really interesting. Furthermore, committees having two hearings next week um uh tuesday and thursday as of now tuesday's been announced thursday is not they are not announcing the witnesses for tuesday's hearing until today is done so that'll be interesting to see where uh today goes and what happens all right let's move on to the number three story of the morning uh this is a fun one this week is the allen and company media conference in sun valley idaho i guess our invitations got lost in the mail jake uh, maybe next year uh, this is the confab where media deals are made and elites hobnob at an upscale resort and uh you trolled the getty photo wire for political attendees and found a few interesting ones yeah, uh, uh, Joe Manchin made his way to Sun Valley. Um, uh, From West Virginia to, <laughs> to, to Sun Valley. Sun Valley. Yeah. Um, uh, I, uh, I am not surprised by that. Um, he likes these kinds of things, meaning he likes talking to people. Cory Booker of New Jersey in attendance. Uh, Larry Summers, who we did not include in the newsletter, but is there. Tim Scott of South Carolina. And former Congressman Will Hurd. I did not realize he is now a managing director at Allen & Company. Um, which uh, obviously Allen and Company is a big investment bank, uh, very active in the in all sorts of worlds, but in the media world. So anyway, very interesting um, uh, event. Always uh, deals are made there. Uh, we're not in search of a deal, Anna. Maybe that's why all we right. are. Uh... We'll leave it at that. That's why. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about the Daily Punch. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News and our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.